say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Thinking Crypto channel, your home for cryptocurrency news and interviews. Big news to share with you guys. What is Bitcoin's price currently doing? Have we hit the bottom? When can we expect to move upwards and to a blow off top and then alt season? I want to break it all down for you. We got some updated charts on Plan B and other uh, analysts, and as well as macro investors weighing in on the situation. So we're going to talk about that. And we're also going to talk about the Ripple SEC lawsuit situation. Some uh, respective lawyers are expecting a wrap-up of this case by April. And could the price hit $27? That's what some analysts are saying. So I want to share the details there. And we have this week, January 14th, a significant date with this lawsuit. So uh, we're going to break it all down. And a Ripple employee is talking about the ISO uh 20022 standard and what that means for Ripple and XRP, as well as JP Morgan, they are weighing in on blockchain and tokenization for 2022. And Fidelity is uh, releasing some educational crypto uh, content, which I think is very bullish. They're trying to educate the masses and investors as much as possible. So we're going to break it all down. Before we get to it, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment below and hit the subscribe button if you're new here. It helps support the channel and it doesn't cost you anything. If you're listening on a podcast site, please give me five stars. Uh, This video is brought to you by Algorand, which is building the future of finance. Algorand is getting significant adoption. They're one of the leading blockchain projects in the crypto industry. For example, Borderless Capital has raised $500 million to invest in the Algorand ecosystem. Both Michael Arrington and Anthony Scaramucci's hedge funds have invested hundreds of millions as well. And we have NFTs and CBDCs being built on Algorand. So if you'd like to learn more, visit algorand.com. If you look at the Bitcoin weekly chart here, it's not pretty, guys. (laughs) Uh, We are still waiting for Bitcoin to find that bottom and then move upwards. We need to find that breakout upwards. And I've said it, 
so many times all coins follow bitcoin's move that's how it's played out historically and that's what we have to uh how we have to look at the market and bitcoin right now is in the dumpster but um this is a bullish scenario why because we're still in a bull market i shared my thoughts on this in the previous video along with what michael arrington was saying and the bitcoin fear and greed index is of course at a it would hit a 10 guys uh so it it, it was uh it was very low, and that is once again bullish in a bear, in a bull market, not in a bear market, but in a bull market. Now, Crypto Burb, um, great analyst, shared the following, showing the crypto fear and greed index, the points where we hit the ultimate low level of fear, and after that, you had massive upswings and movements upward. So here's what he said with regards to the chart. Since bottoming out in the depths of 2018 depression, Bitcoin has only seen this oversold indicators only four times at 3,000, at 10K, 10,000, 4,000, and 30,000. Not long after these records were achieved, Bitcoin rallied 340%, 17%, 1,585%, 141% accordingly. So using the trends, the data and the analytics and his, the historical patterns, one could uh, you know, speculate that this respective pullback in a bull market here, uh, the fear hitting such a low point is very bullish and we could see a swing upwards. And that is why I charted out on the weekly chart what I think may happen here this is not financial or investment advice. It's speculation. There are no certainties or guarantees. I want to make sure I say that. Um, but using the data and analytics, this is the thesis we can put together to, to indicate what may potentially happen. And I say potential, not a certainty, not a guarantee. I, I repeat these things because there's a lot of people new to the market who may be watching the video, and I want them to understand this. Um, there are no certainties when it comes to investing, guys. So uh, plan B, creator of the stock to flow model. Well, he tweeted the following today. <laughs> and this is interesting, showing Bitcoin's respective movements um, in a line graph after the respective halvings of 2012, 2016, and the 2020 halving. And we're in the 2020 halving bull cycle right now. Now, we haven't seen that blow off top as we've seen historically. In his chart, he's projecting, you can see it from the dots here, that this thing will continue, lengthening cycles playing out um, in a matter of maybe, how many dots are here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten months or so, I don't know, uh, maybe less than that, that Bitcoin will cross over $100,000, correct? And if we hit the, or we continue with the momentum, we go to the stock to flow model X, um, respective pattern, that takes us over like $400,000. I'm going to play conservative and say, hey, we go to uh, just over six figures and this thing corrects and goes to a bear market. That's what I personally think, but who knows, right? But this is why we at least want to use some data and to get an idea how things played out historically and how can it play out now. Um, so nevertheless, an interesting update. Now, macro investor Dan Tapiero uh, weighed in on the current market pullback. And remember, he's a gold bug that is now all in on crypto. He moves in the same circles as Dan Moorhead, uh, Raul Powell, and, and all these other guys. He tweeted the following, most bullish macro backdrop in 75 years, booming economy supported by massive negative real rates. 
Fed will never equalize rates with inflation. Now, I've been talking a bit about this. I don't believe the Fed will uh, go all out and raise rates like everybody's anticipating. I think they may do a slight raise, even if they actually do something, and it might be very small and that it doesn't impact the value of assets like stocks, crypto, and so forth. And the money printing will continue. Inflation will continue, but it will eventually cap out at some point. But the dollar will continue to get debased, and that's why assets will continue to rise. So he said, stay long stocks and Bitcoin and ETH huddle through short-term volatility. So once again, this is the macro perspective. These respective pullbacks in you know three to six months don't matter to him. And that's how I personally look at it. That, And this is how smart money, institutional money, they many times historically beat retail investors. Retail runs to the hills. They move by emotions. Many times they don't research. And they, are, they, they think, oh my God, it's down. I need to sell, right? Because they think it's going to zero, but they don't look at the macro level to understand unless there's some catastrophic issue like an Enron, um, you know, specifically Enron, obviously, but not the entire market, not if you're holding a basket of different assets. They don't go to zero, right? We've seen that historically. Once again, excluding something catastrophic, massive, you know, issue or failure with a company, uh, obviously. Uh, he said, real dollar cash savings will continue to lose value. I agree with him. Um, even one person asked him a question here. He said, Dan, you don't believe that plan rate hikes for 22, 2022 will have a significant effect on risk assets? He said, maybe a short-term, uh, maybe short-term wobbles, but long-term, two to five years plus, no, a 1% or whatever uh, uh, the Fed rate is utterly meaningless. Real uh, Fed rates uh, should, excuse me, could stay negative for many years, i.e. cash and bonds should be a zero portfolio weighting as real value of cash dollars get devalued. So he's looking at a macro level. So I hope you are looking like, looking at it that way. If you haven't looked at markets like this before, I hope you know me sharing this information helps because it really helped me when I learned this. And, I'm, and I was like, wow, I was so thinking short term, I was listening, and then we're talking about years ago now, I was listening to uh, CNBC, Fast Money and Jim Cramer. And now don't ever put bring that up to me. I don't listen to that. I don't watch it. I realize that is not info for the what, um, boy, what's his name? Alessio Rastani has said, it's not information for the classes. It's information for the masses, right? It, it is manipulative uh, content. And I've talked about how these hedge fund guys and these big time investors, they'll go on there and set a narrative and do the opposite, right? Uh, they'll tell you, oh yeah, yeah, we're buying it. They're not buying or they're shorting or whatever it may be. They'll set a narrative that helps them to make money. And I don't, I don't listen to, to that anymore. Actually, I go and look at the charts. I do my research. I look at on-chain data and, and technicals and so forth. So, uh, Crypto Caesar, who also does some great analysis, he said the following, Bitcoin entity adjusted dormancy flow is excellent at gauging uh, bottoms of the market. Smart money is not selling. This is a clear accumulation, in my opinion, hodl. Obviously not financial or investment advice, do your own research, but this could be a great accumulation zone. Um, and the data, once again, the on-chain is showing smart money, um, the, the, the big time institutional players, they are not um, selling, they're accumulating. So 
take it for what it is, just sharing my thoughts there. Now, I also tweeted out the following today. Um, if you guys follow me on Twitter, if you don't, please do link, link in the description that the four-year cycles seem to be losing um, their relevancy to a certain degree. It's not as impactful, the Bitcoin having, and we're seeing that play out now. Um, and this is along the lines of what Willie Wu, who's a great analyst, has said. He believes in the super cycle. I don't really believe in the super cycle. I do believe the, the, the four-year cycles are having less impact. I do believe in bear markets. He's kind of on the boat of no bear market. Um, but also the, the main factor, I think what we, we both agree on is that when you have guys like Michael Saylor, Ray Dalio, and Paul Tudor Jones and so forth buying these assets like Bitcoin, and they're holding it, they're not planning to sell it for maybe 10 years or whatever, that helps in reducing um, the, the impact of bear markets, right? And not, not making them as brutal. So I think the bear markets are not going to be as brutal, but there will be pullbacks, just like we 40% pullback, right? For Bitcoin. It, it may not be 80% in the future, but it could be 50. You know, it's not as brutal as, what, like I said, like we've seen historically. So just some thoughts on what is going on with Bitcoin and the price and what we can expect next. Um, you know, I'd love to hear what you guys think about it, of course. All right, let's jump into some SEC Ripple news. Check this article out, guys. Lawyers believe that SEC versus Ripple case could end with the payments giant win in April. Jeremy Hogan, a proponent and lawyer in the Ripple community, says the SEC versus Ripple case is drawing to a close. There is a low probability of the case getting extended, and experts have predicted April 2022 at, as the end. Analysts are bullish on Ripple price rally, uh, set a target of $27 for XRP. <laughs> I would be very happy if XRP hits $27. Um, you know, I personally had a price prediction of $10 to $15. We'll see what happens. Once again, we haven't hit that final blow-off top and final alt season. Um, so we shall see what happens. But if these things align where you have the settlement and it dovetails with, with uh, alt season, that would be awesome, guys. Um, maybe potentially we see this price. Once again, not financial or investment advice. This is not guaranteed, but potentially uh, it could happen. Look, there's people who are talking about $1,000 XRP, $10,000. I think that's ridiculous. I think $10 to $15 is pretty good. Um, so, you know, we'll have to see. Obviously, Ripple CEO Bright Garlinghouse said that he expects this thing to wrap up this year. And I think um, there's some significant dates also, one of them coming up this week. So let me give you some details. Judge Sarah Nepburn had authorized the deposition of William Hinman, former SEC official, in July 2021. Proponents believe that the court rulings are proceeding in favor of Ripple so far. Expert discovery in the SEC versus Ripple case is scheduled for January 14, 2022. So guys, coming up this week, we, we will see uh, what are some outcomes here. Both the SEC and Ripple had filed a motion to push discovery to mid-January 2022. Um, and then the analysts, you know, <laughs> looking at uh, $27, but... Who knows, right? I, I will be happy for a $10 XRP, honestly. But again, goes back to my original point here. It depends heavily on what Bitcoin does because I've shown you guys the facts of how capital flows in the crypto market and it flows from Bitcoin into the altcoins. That is proven, my friend. That is fact. 
Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, definitely go research it. Um, now, Matt Ham Hamilton, who works for Ripple, uh, he tweeted the following about ISO 20022. What the hell is that, you may ask? Well, that is a new standard, guys, for um, cross-border payments. So here on Ripple's website, they talked about the world is converging on a new global standard, ISO 20022, the, 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 the de facto global data standard for modern payments. So you'll see a lot of banks and a lot of folks are jumping on board to, to uh, get to this standard because we're headed to that new uh, payments and financial token economy, which will include blockchain and crypto. So he tweeted, ISO 20022, there is a lot of confusion about this standard for financial industry messaging. In the cryptocurrency space, a lot of people refer to ISO 20022 compliant cryptocurrencies. This is a non sequitur. ISO 20022 does not define cryptocurrencies. It is related to messages. In fact, ISO 20022 doesn't even define messages. It defines a set of process and standards for defining messages. Uh, so for example, it doesn't say a payment message must have an amount field defined like this. It says a message must articulate the fields it wants like this. Uh, so you have ISO 20022 compliant messages in that the way they have been uh, defined and articulated is compliant, but not what the message itself actually defines. So he continues on and on. The TLDR here is I think a lot of people have been talking about uh, you know, what, what this has to do with certain cryptocurrencies, and it doesn't really have, uh, you know, that much to do with it. Um, and, and here he, he just recaps it. I'll read this final part. He said, so to recap, there is no such thing as an ISO 20022 compliant crypto, but there are financial systems, some created by crypto companies like Ripple, that do use ISO 20022 compliant messages to communicate some of which use cryptocurrencies like XRP to convey value. And there it is. So if someone else is telling you something different, don't listen to them. This is straight from someone who works at Ripple. All right. <laughs> President Nayib Bukele of uh, El Salvador has been uh, destroying Steve Hankey on, <laughs> on Twitter. Steve Hankey is a failed economist, uh, constantly trashing Bitcoin and so forth. And Naid Bukele called him an idiot multiple times on crypto because he's this guy, Steve Hankey, has been spreading FUD. Uh, it's pretty funny. And I'll read out what he said because I think it provides a lot of clarity. And you're going to see a lot of FUD around El Salvador because people don't like what they're doing. Um, he says, OK, idiot, I'm going to school you again, not because it's going to be of use for you since you're just getting paid to attack Bitcoin and defend fiat but because the people deserve to know you are a fraud. Wow. Uh, he said, El Salvador doesn't have an energy deficit because Steve was uh, accusing El Salvador of having that issue. In fact, we can produce twice the energy that we consume. Maximum energy consumption in El Salvador is 1,030 megawatts, while the installed capacity is able to produce 2,065.79 megawatts from this uh, or these sources. And he provides... Uh, Hydro, Geo, Termica, it's, I guess it's in, it's in Spanish. Um, but he provides some facts here and just destroys the, you know, talking about the energy. And obviously they're going to be using 
the volcanic energy to help mine some Bitcoin. So he's doing his thing and they're looking to build that Bitcoin city, guys. So this is really, really bullish uh, for Bitcoin and the entire crypto market. And people who are tribal and you know maximalist for certain coins don't see this. But once again, if you look at this thing macro level, like the institutional players do, starts with Bitcoin. That doesn't mean all coins are not going to do well or they don't have use cases. Of course they do. But right now, the capital flows through Bitcoin. So we need Bitcoin to do well. Now, JP Morgan, 2022 could be the year of the blockchain bridge. Growth in the crypto space could hinge on Ethereum's upcoming upgrade, more regulatory clarity, company analysts say. Now, it's they're not saying anything that we don't know, guys, but it's interesting that their analysts are talking about it, given that years ago, Jamie Dimon said, Bitcoin's a scam, a fad, don't talk to me about it, you'll lose your money, blah, blah, blah. And now here's the crypto market, uh, you know, growing a year over year. Uh, JP Morgan has a Bitcoin wealth fund. They're providing financial services, the exchanges, and their analysts are talking about crypto, full capitulation. And obviously, they've been trying to build their own thing. They, they built JPM coin. They built Quorum, which was based on Ethereum. And obviously, I know there's a lot of the XRP community who are really angry at, at uh, Ethereum and the JP Morgan connection and what they've been trying to do. So I'm not going to go there. But once again, I want to show you these things that are happening. It's very, very interesting, guys. Um, now, Ron Hammond, who is Director of Government Relations at the Blockchain Association, which is a, a helping to educate Congress and the people in D.C. to get proper crypto regulations. I will be interviewing him pretty soon, guys. He said, can confirm there has been a massive uptick in campaigns asking us how to incorporate NFTs, non-fungible tokens, in their merchandise and branding for political campaigns, both sides of the aisle, as well as candidates vying for the House and Senate. So he's responding to um, Zach Warmbroth, who said the following, NFTs are becoming a hot new campaign swag ahead of the midterms. Guys, whether you own NFTs, whether you love or hate NFTs, step back and look at how crypto and all branches of crypto like NFTs and the metaverse are now seeping into the political realm in society and the celeb celebrity realm and so forth. This is all good news for adoption and the future of this emerging asset class. And this is why I'm bullish uh, and I'm here to make money. And I see this thing becoming massive long-term, you know, blockchain and crypto is the next layer on top of the internet, guys. Uh, we're going to transact and do commerce and things like never before. Um, and the blockchain will make it more efficient, more verifiable, more trustworthy, uh, it's, it's amazing what's happening. And, and this is why I've said it many times, this is an opportunity of a lifetime if you're here early. But it goes back to, are you patient enough to step back and look at the, this thing from a macro level and go through the volatility, right? Go back to the dot-com boom in the 90s. You bought some Amazon stock, you bought some Google, but then came the, the dot-com bubble pop in 2000. Amazon drops 80%. Did you have the macro level view to sit back and say, hmm, I'm going to hold my position and I'm going to buy the dip and hold. I think we know how that story ends, guys, right? <laughs> Some of us who are lucky are living that. Uh, finally, look at this. Fidelity Digital Assets, obviously massive institutional player um, who they manage trillions of dollars um, 
they have tr trillions of dollars of assets under management. Um, you know, they continue to build out their services globally and they're trying to uh, educate people. Uh, check this out. They tweeted, skeptical that digital assets are still a passing fad. Read our latest piece for a look back at 2021 and why we think the last year helped solidify that digital assets are here to stay. And, you know, I love this, guys, because these, just like the JP Morgan news I just put out or, or told you guys about, the analysts of these big institutional players are putting out research now and, and all kinds of data and so forth. Before, they weren't doing that, right? It was taboo to even talk about crypto. Everybody was like, oh, it's a fad. It's blah, blah, blah. Now, they're all on board. Makes me very, very bullish. And I certainly read a lot of this uh, data they put out to see what I can glean from it. Um, certainly, it's, you know, I've been being in this market for a long time. I know a lot about it, but you never know, you know, what, what can you learn? So I always glance through these articles from JP Morgan or, or Fidelity or whoever it else it is, Bloomberg, um, and make sure it's not BS and they actually have solid data. So guys, what do you think about this news? What are your thoughts on Bitcoin's next move? Um, what do you think about the Ripple SEC lawsuit? Could this thing settle in April? Could XRP hit $27? That would be awesome. Let me know what you think. Leave your thoughts and comments below. Hit the thumbs up button, share this video, and I'll talk to you all later. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.